Good morning. It's good to be back because uh, last time I was here, uh, as many of you know that uh, for the pastor's conference, I, and I had to have an operation, and so it was not that sweet. It was not that sweet. And as I said, the doctors are not your friend. And so, well, and uh, so, but praise the Lord, I'm healing well. And thank you for having me this morning. Uh, as you can see that we have a group of mayors and, uh, that are with us today. And uh, we are here in America just to really learn more about leadership in the community development. And uh, one of the biggest problems in Haiti is knowing how to do things. And uh, so these mayors, we are the closest, we are the closer to the population than most of the people working for the government. And so here they are, you don't have to be to have a special degree just to be a mayor. And here we are, the mayor leading those people. And uh, we really need to be trained to really know how we can better serve a, our communities. So far, it has been great. And uh, going to Golden Coal, you can see what we're doing. And so, really, we, we spent great time at Community Foundation learning how m most of the time you don't really have the money in hand just to do something for your people. It's first, first of all, you need to have the plan, have it on the table, your vision, and have the people come together. And so, together, we can make a huge difference. And so, we are really learning and so much. But we are here because of a... A, a young man named Oliver, Oliver, who helped us, you know, plant the, the school in Haiti. And so we've been asking him, how, how can you help us finding people who can teach us about leadership and community development? So uh, he's the one in uh, receiving us, and here we are in Appleton, and we want to say thank you for welcoming all the mayors here in Appleton. Thank you. Uh, Paul already read the scripture for us, and how about we just pray and start from there. Father God, we thank you so much for this opportunity. Thank you, Lord, for using us, Lord, in this place. And Lord, you know, I would say sometimes we think about, Lord, you know, are we the one you're supposed to use? But, Lord, it's, matter, it's the matter about the heart of the person. And then you can use in, in anyone, Lord. And, Lord, thank you for this church. Thank you for the pastor you provide just to take care of these people. And, Lord, and I pray that as we're going to go through your scriptures, and we ask, Lord, ears can be open, eye can be open. And so people can see, people can hear, and prepare the spirit so they can really understand. Lord, I don't trust myself being here, but I trust you. I trust you. You can use my mouth. You can use my spirit. 
Use all of me so your word can go straight to your people. You know better the need more than I do. You know, people that are here that need to be encouraged more than I do. Some people need a smile here. Some people need just a hug. Some people need to really understand your heart. And Lord, I pray for this time we're spending here. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Paul read for us in Luke chapter 10, verse 38 to 42. And we're going to see today the importance of worship. But let me start by saying there are many verses in the Bible that are very difficult for people to understand. And I just want to pick one. It's easy to read a verse and say that I should understand what it says. But at the end, you said, well, I don't really understand. Matthew chapter 7, verse 7. And, and it says, ask, it will be given to you. Seek, you will find. Knock, it will be opened to you. We do have a hard time to understand this verse because we spend years asking and we do not receive. We do not know why. My wife spent so many years asking for a husband. And many of you knew that. And it's, 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 it has been a long, long time before the Lord could provide. But in the middle of this space, it's easy for us just to be discouraged. It's easy for us to say, well, it seemed like, you know, we, it's not going to happen. But really, we, we ask those questions, and so why, why, why? So let's see in, in the book of James 4, verse 3, it says that you ask and you do not receive because you ask amiss that you may spend it on your pleasure. So when we ask the Lord, you know, he's, he's ready. The Lord is ready. But the thing, our motive, why we ask for something. What are we going to do with what we ask? Sometimes our emotion can really slow down God on responding to our demands. And so there are so many things that we need to consider and before we can say, yes, God is going to give me what I ask him for. I look at, you know, the friendship relationship. A friendship that takes time to be built. And the best way to start that relationship is to get to know that person. For me, when asking the Lord, you really need to know him. Before you can say for sure, what I ask the Lord, he's going to respond. So, most of the time we come to the Lord asking for things... And we do not really know him. We do not have a true relationship with him. So we each have a secret for our friend, our loved one, to get our heart. The same way we need to learn the secret to know our Lord. And I think that is very, very important. As husband and wife, if your husband is mad at you, 
you need to learn the secret to get him happy again. His husband and wife, we have to know each other to be able just to function well in the house. When your wife is not happy, even though she doesn't say that, you understand it. And you know the best thing to do? Sometimes you go to the market, get a flower. You find out what she really loves. You get the flower, and when you come to her, say, hey, baby, hi, honey. <laughs> and you know, you got the secret. And so it's the same for us. We really need uh, to ask ourselves, what is the best way to catch God's, God's heart? If we are able just to catch God's heart, I do believe that the door, not only it's open for us, but we can just come and get anything that we have need for. We know already in Luke chapter 11, verse 11 to, to 13, and I would like to, I'm not going just to read it, but it's like, you know, for us as the Father, on earth, we know what to give our children. If our children ask for something, it's, I'll take a, a different example. It's like if our children say, hey, daddy, I need a shoe. Can you buy me a shoe? My shoe is done. I need another pair of shoes. So you would not say, oh, I'm going to get a snack to give to my son. No, you know the best thing just to give to your kids so for our Father in heaven himself, he really knows what to give us. And we see that we don't receive because we ask not. So it's hard just for us to understand those scriptures because it takes time. You know, we, we spend years asking for something, the same thing. And so sometimes we are pastors. Sometimes we are the people at the church, and people would come, would, would go to, asking just to pray for. And here we are, as the leaders, here we are, as the, the, as the board, we're asking for something, and there is no response. So we really need to understand the secret to get God's heart. So many times when we engage in the ministry, we get so busy we start not taking time to spend with the Lord. And this is a dangerous part for us to be as Christian. You are too busy. You can't get to church on time to even start the worship together. You are too busy. You cannot even come to the church. We can fellowship. You stay at your house watching it live stream. Live stream. That's good. But how about the relationship? We need to keep that relationship going. So, we have a saying at Calvary Chapel, worship prepares our heart to receive God's word. What do you think? You coming to this church, you arrive just at the time where we're going to teach is your heart ready? Are you prepared to receive God's word? If the worship is a way to prepare our heart, 
about we make the sacrifice to come on time. Hey, honey, we have to get up. Let's make it on time because we have to prepare our heart. We're going to meet our Lord. We have to prepare our heart just to receive his word. So when I look at the definition of worship, it's the feeling or expression of reverence and adoration for a deity. So when we worship the Lord, it's like we acknowledge that he is everything for us. We acknowledge that for who he is. He is the one God created the heaven and the earth and uh, he has the control of everything, our life. Each our move on this earth, he has the control of it. And so we acknowledge that and so we, it's, we come to the conclusion that we have to stay at his feet to worship him. To let him know that he is all powerful. So in Psalm 100 verse 2, it says, serve the Lord with gladness or worship the Lord with gladness and come before him with joyful song. When we come to this church, we are here to worship the Lord. We are here just to, to spend the time, to focus on the Lord. The song that we need, we come to worship the Lord. We need to, the worship team is, that is the, the, the job to choose song that can get us all together, plug or, or connect together so we can meet our Lord. No distraction on this, in the sanctuary. So that is very important that we, even though we, we came from our house, very sad, but getting Right here on this place, we all should be glad because we are in a special place. Let's take away all the problems we might have, leave them all outside, and say, Lord, I'm going to spend this time with you. I'm going to make sure that the way I came in, I don't go out the same way because I meet my Lord. I meet the most important person in my life, which is Jesus Christ. In John 4, 24, it says that God is spirit. Those who worship God must be led by the spirit to worship him according to the truth. So how important worship, worshiping God is for us? Let's look at our text. Luke chapter 10. And we will read verse 38, 29. Now it happened as they went that he entered a certain village and welcome and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary who also sat at Jesus' feet, underline it, sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. We see that Jesus entered to the house of Martha and and Mary. And so Jesus, Martha, and Mary, they really had a very good relationship. And so it's, Jesus would go to their house. And so one thing that we see here is the hospitality of 
Martha. Oh, welcome, welcome to our home, Jesus. And that's it. Jesus, you stay alone. Let me keep doing my stuff. I'm so busy. I'm so busy doing, you know, I have so much to do. It's like Martha is not really paying attention to Jesus Christ entering his, her home. But someone else does. So, we see that Mary, the sister of Martha, went to Jesus and sat at his feet. So, sitting at his feet, talk, it, that is a sign of respect. And also, it is a sign that it is a sign that she was worshiping his her Lord. So she wanted just to hear what Jesus had to say while Martha was focusing on things. I don't know what Martha was really doing, but she was really busy. Sometimes you're asking somebody, why can't you come to church? I'm so busy, so busy, so busy. So what are you doing? You're so busy for the Lord. I do believe that it's very important that no matter how important we are in this world, no matter how busy we are in this world, make time for your Lord. Make time. On the schedule, say, this is the time and I'm, I'm going to do my devotion. This is the time I'm going to spend with my Lord because he is the most important thing for me, most important thing for my job, then my job, most important thing than even my family. You need to put aside some time to do that. Often we see in the Bible the disciples sitting to receive God's word from Jesus Christ. So she was at a position to learn from Jesus Christ. So how important is God's word? How important is that in our daily life? In Matthew chapter 24, verse 35, it says, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will never pass away. When we talk about heaven and earth will pass away, let's see. Let's see. Our best job will be gone. Our best vehicle will be gone. Our best house, our best church building, by the way. Everything will pass away. This is the conclusion of life. Jesus said that the only thing that will remain is the word of God. So how important is the word of God? The word of God is the most important than everything. And it should for each and everyone living on this planet earth. It is very important that we pay attention to the word of God. Today so many people don't care about the Bible. But let me say to you, if you are one, you will find out that that is the worst mistake you could ever make. If you would ignore the word of God. Don't feel pressure if you're sharing God's word with someone and he doesn't pay attention. Because God is the one who's going to put that person in a position where he has or she has to receive the Lord. Do you remember Paul? Paul did not want. Instead, he was 
against the word of God. But the Lord put himself in a position there was no way out than receiving Jesus Christ. So many people, the Lord has, I would say the Lord has a plan for each and every one, even though you are not a Christian. He has his plan for you. He knows where he's going to get you. And so many of us today, maybe, maybe we said in the past, oh, I will never be a Christian. And what are you doing here today? The Lord got you here. The same way he got you here, we need to trust him knowing that he can get each and everyone that is against the gospel, that is against the word of God. All we need to do is to pray for them. Just pray for them and the Lord would work that out. We need to understand that Jesus Christ must increase in our life and we have to decrease. What does that mean? No matter who you are, how important we may be, we may feel that the function that we place or, or in the society, maybe the president, maybe the vice president, maybe the mayor, or, you know, whatever position. When it's come to Jesus Christ, you're nothing. When it's come to Jesus Christ, we need to admit that Jesus has to be increased and we have to be decreased. We have to humiliate ourselves in front of him. When we come to him, some of the people like like this, this mayor, the president, when the president would arrive somewhere, people would just come and just, I mean, special uh, welcome, music, so many things. But I would say to President Trump, if Jesus would come while he's here, he's better just sit down on the pew and just let Jesus Christ take all the glory. He's the only one merit all the glory. He's the only one that needs to be worshipped. He's the only one that we need to acknowledge that all the worship, all the glory need to go to him. We need to let him increase and we must decrease. Notice what Mary does. Mary sat down and she listened to the word of God. That is the attitude we need when walking with our Lord. We need, even though we are busy going, 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 there is time we have to sit, not stand, sit. Because we say that, you know, if you stand, your mind is not sitting. You have to sit. Put yourself at a position to say, Lord, I am ready for you to talk to me. And so many people that don't hear from the Lord today is because they don't take time to sit. Just to hear what the Lord has to say. So we need to take time and sit. Let's start our conversation with the Lord. Say, Lord, what do you have for me? Thank you so much for life. Thank you so much for the ministry you're getting me to. Lord, it's your work. What do you have for me next? What can I do next? What should I do? 
I have this many people that I'm taking care of, and so maybe a hundred, maybe a thousand. What's your plan for them? Not what's my plan as a pastor. It's, Lord, what is your plan? What's your vision? What do you want? We have to talk to know where God is taking us. So when are we supposed to do that? While we are worshiping the Lord. While we're sitting and just to hear from the Lord. When worshiping the Lord, there is, there is a back and forth conversation. But you cannot do it as a human body. It's like, you know, your, your blood cannot do that. You have to do it according to the spirit. That's why those that are worshiping the Lord have to consider the Holy Spirit to do that. So when you're coming in inside the church, the most important thing to do is make sure that you are connected. If you are not connected while we're talking right now, you will go out empty. But there is no reason for the word of God being taught for you to go out empty. If you are ready, somehow the Lord will bless your heart. The Lord is going to use a scripture, a verse, a comma, something from the word of God being taught to bless your heart. And so when you go out, you go out joyfully. You go out like a different person who came out with all your problems. And here you are worshiping the Lord. And you take time in the conversation. You're talking, Lord, why is this? Why is that? You may still have the same problem, but you have peace to go with. So let's see, what does the word of God does for us? Let's go to 2 Timothy 3, 16, 17. 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. It says that all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine. Second, for reproof. Third, for correction. For instruction in righteousness. That the man of God may be complete, fully equipped for every good work. What does the word of God does for us? It's correct us. So it's, uh, it's help us with doctrine. It's help us with instruction. Knowing how to do things. Knowing the best way to do things as Christian. So in verse 40, let's look with me. But Martha was distracted with much serving. And she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? I wish she could wait for the response. And she continued to say say that, therefore tell her to help me. Martha was distracted serving. We are called to serve. And God bless you if you are serving. Praise the Lord. If you are going out 
just to, to start, you know, a, a, a church, praise the Lord. You are serving, clearing the church, praise the Lord. You are serving in the video room, praise the Lord. No matter what you're doing for God, praise the Lord. You are doing a great thing. But be careful not to use all your time serving without taking time to worship the Lord. There's something we do in Haiti. And I, 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 we have the people cooking for us. And sometimes they don't have time to come to church. And I say, what's that? It doesn't make sense. Some of the people are going to church to be fed. And the rest of the people, they're staying, cooking, do something. I said, no. Cook the food in the morning. Leave it there. We can heat it up. Come to church because you need to be fed also. So serving can take, can be so much a distraction for you. You have so much to be done. You care so much about what needs to be done. Oh, I have this to be done. I have that to be done. And you forgot to be part of the worship here. So busy. You know what's going to happen to you? You're going to be dried. There will be time where you will say that I can't do it anymore. Because you're trying to do it yourself. You're trying. It's, it's God's work, but you're taking it on your shoulder. Don't ever take it on your shoulder. Always put it on Jesus' shoulder. He's the one. We are, the ministry is his. If you really lean on him, you really wait on him, he's going to give you peace while you're doing what you're doing for him. Even though it appears to be so much to do. Martha was, Martha, Martha was very distra- was, was distracted. So we need to take time, no matter how busy we are. We need to learn his word. So, so many missionaries are burned out by doing so much and not taking time to seek the Lord. Not taking time. Do you know how we need to live as Christians? Oh, when we woke up in the morning, the first person we need to say hi to is Jesus Christ. Amen? The first person we need to make sure that before we take time playing with kids, before we take time planning for the day, is let's go to the feet of our Jesus Christ. How do we do that? In our devotion. Let's spend time to sing. You don't have to have an instrument to sing. You can sing without an instrument. Let's take time and just sing some, some praise song, some worship song. Or you can do it quietly too. Read his word. Find out the plan of God for you before you plan for the day. What's God planned for me for, t- for, for today? Lord, what do you have for me? Are you going to bring me someone so I can share your word with him? Are you bringing someone to me so I can, en- be, I can encourage him? So what is your plan for me? And when you start the day with the Lord, I know for sure it's going to be done well. We, so many missionaries, are burnt out, they even have to stop doing what they were doing. What you guys doing, sometimes when you ask me just to come here, some of you pay for me just to come 
just f- for the conference, you are doing such a big thing for me because I'm just pouring, 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 and I need to get into. So it's a time for me when I come here at the conference, I can, be, I can sit and listen. So I can be refreshed. Your cell phone sometimes doesn't work, and you, you want to bring it to the shop, and really that's because it needs to be refreshed. That's all sometimes. You just turn it, press the off button, and press restart. You see, you see how as Christian we need to be restart. Because we do so much, we help people, we have we help so much, we don't take time sometimes just to worship the Lord. We don't take time sometimes just to spend with our Lord. And Martha continued to say it, do you not care? My sister has left me to serve alone. That is a question. In your Bible, I hope that's, that, that's a question too. I think Martha was not happy with Jesus. Don't you think so too? Jesus, do you not care? My sister, Mary, has left me to serve alone. But Martha, what do you see Mary's doing? Why don't you come and do the same thing Mary's doing? Just leave, just leave what you're doing for a second. Just leave it for a while. Our Lord is in the house. The most important thing, the most important person in our life, let's spend time with him. Instead of saying that, oh, Lord, I have so much to be done. The day is crazy. You know, my sister is just wasting time with you. I think she was not happy with Mary. So tell her to help me. We saw that Martha's focus was on the activities. The load of responsibility she had. She had so much to be done. She started to worry and be troubled. I remember when Betty and I, when Betty was alive and so, we were doing so much, especially during the earthquake. And we started to burn, to burn out. We, we started to lose who we were, even in our relationship. And I remember one time we came here, we were so tired, Betty was just going back and forth like that. And someone looked at us and saying, you guys need a break. So, she was, she started to worry and be troubled about, you know, things that she was taking care of. What do you think I would do while I'm teaching right now and Jesus would stand right here? I would just shut my mouth and speak, Lord. That's what I would do. I would just go on the pew and say, Lord, we're glad you're here. Let's praise him. Let's clap our hand. The Lord is in, is, is in the house. Let's make him feel welcome. And we would all just surround him and hear what he has to say. Because he is the most important person on the planet. Most important person in our lives. So, in verse 41, 42, Jesus said to Martha, 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 
you are worried and troubled about many things. But one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken away from her. I do believe that saying the name of a person twice really means something. There was not to Martha. There was not to Martha. There were only one. Why saying it twice? Why saying it more than once? I believe that Jesus wanted to make sure that she get he gets Martha's attention. He wanted Martha just to take time and listen to what he has to say. Martha, Martha. You are worried and troubled about many things. But one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken away from her. You are worried and troubled about many things, but one thing is needed. She is doing it. What is she doing? She is learning God's word. The first thing she, she did, let's see it, she said, Paying attention to his Lord. Martha, you are too busy. Even for me. Martha, if someone else would come, like a pastor, someone who would have have some need, how would you do? Would you stop doing what you're doing and minister to that person? I think even for us pastors, sometimes we think that we are too busy. We don't take time just to spend with the people in the congregation. Sometimes, you know, they, they, they have some problem. They need, they need us. The people in the congregation, they need you as pastor. Not because you are the response, but you are the one that puts, that can help those people. You are the one that can help them, give them some direction. Pray with them. Take care of them. So Martha, you, here am I. You are not taking time just to spend with me. Martha, this is not the best thing to do. Mary is doing the best thing than going and serve. I don't want to say that serving is not good. Yes, serving is good, but who are you serving? You're serving the big boss. And the big boss is Jesus Christ. The big man is in the house. Stop all you're doing, whatever plan you have. Spend time with Jesus Christ. That's what you should do, Mary. Martha, why don't you come and join Mary instead of asking her just to go to be with you? There's a story in Matthew chapter 15, verse 21 and 28, and I would like to read it. Matthew 15. Verse 21, 28. Then Jesus went out from there and departed to the region of Tyre or Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came from that region and cried out to him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely demand-possessed. So we already see why that woman is crying out to Jesus Christ because she had a problem. She needed Jesus' help. 
But he answered her not a word. And his disciple came and urged him, saying, Send her away, for she cries out after us. Lord, you are not paying attention to that woman. Just send her home. She's bothering us here. But he answered and said, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. It's like woman. I'm not here for you. Then she came and worshipped him. Here's the best part. Lord, I see that I cannot get your attention. I'm trying to get your attention. And so you, it's hard to do it. Let me worship you to see if you can raise this to my worship. Oh, do you know that God cannot resist to your worship no matter how bad you are? When it's come to worship, that's the, that's the only thing. You may pray to the Lord. You may do so many things. You may serve him. And maybe your need will not be met. But do you know when you come to the Lord, you worship him. By the way, you need to worship him with your true heart. When you worship him, you just humble yourself. You said, Lord, I recognize you are the only one that can save me. You're the only one that can help me out. This is what she did. She was very smart. That's a smart woman. It seemed like what I come to find from Jesus, I'm not going to get it. So many people, before they go to Jesus Christ, they already doubt, will I get it or not? You should not be that way. Whatever you plan, you need to say, I'm going to get it. To say that, you need to have a great relationship with the Lord. You need to know the Lord. You need to know that person you're going to. You need to know the secret. The secret is, he cannot resist when worshiping him. This is what she did. The woman just helped us to find the secret right here. Oh, he's not do anything for me. I'm going to worship him now and see what happened. Look, then she came and worshiped him, saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, it is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dog. And she said, yes, Lord. I understand, Lord. Yet, even the little dog eat the crumbs which fall from the master's table. Then Jesus answered and said to her, O woman, great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. And her daughter was healed from that very time. It was the worship that really catch Jesus' attention. You can really cannot miss worship. If you're coming to church, don't say I'm coming to church for the word of God. Women brethren, worship is to prepare your heart to receive the word of God. It's like after the worship... All you have to say, speak, Lord. 
I'm ready to receive what you has to say. Do you know that you may be inside the church, you hear something, but you don't understand it? You may be inside the church and you hear something and goes to the other ear. But when you worship the Lord, you are settled. It's like you're ready. Lord, there is, the, the house is quiet because our Lord is going to speak. The house is quiet. So for me, that's a beautiful story that women really understand the secret to get, to get Jesus' attention. We need to find and understand the secret to find, to get God, God's heart. We need to understand worship is the best way to get God's heart. Sometimes we take the ministry personally. We charge all the problem on our shoulder. And we leave no space to spend with the Lord. That is wrong. Sorry to say that, but that's, that's what it is. That is wrong. The ministry is the Lord. He says in Matthew eleven twenty eight, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. You need to come to the Lord. The problem is his problem. We have a saying at Calvary Chapel, when we have so many people coming to the church, and we need another building, we say, this is not my problem, this is God's problem. We say that. So it's not only about when the church is getting too small, but it's about everything, everything we do in the ministry. Let's make sure that we... Don't take it on our shoulder. We are here to serve. Every day, we try to make plans for years, for months, etc. But, you know, God's work one step at a time. It's not bad if you plan, but leave space so God can change your schedule. Your schedule, you know, has the board, you know, can change anytime. And be flexible. Even, do you know that when worshiping the Lord, it can change the whole service? It can turn it on a different way when you are really worshiping the Lord. If the Lord starts to speak in each and every one of you on a personal level and, you know, the church can be filled with the Holy Spirit and people can start speaking, people can... Oh, Lord, we're glad you're here. And you're, maybe the worship, you want it to take 10 minutes, it's going to be 30 minutes. Because God changed it. Even the message, this is a piece of paper. I need to be ready if the Lord wants to change things while I'm speaking here. Your daily talk with Jesus is very important. Read his word and spend time with him. And that is our spiritual food. We need to make sure that we are fed. How many times do we feed ourselves daily? Physically. Three times. And sometimes even more than three times. It's every hour. Everyone's, America, we have that as a custom. Even though we eat in the morning, we eat at noon, we eat supper, but everyone, is, you know why we have some snack? 
let's get some snack. Let's get something, you know, at least. Let's drink this, this, this milk. Let's drink this and that. And so, why is that? That's because we want to keep the physical body healthy. How much more important for us to make sure that we leave space to talk to the Lord at noon also. Even five minutes. No matter what you're doing, you can spend five minutes. You can do that. But when we have, when it's important for us just to fit Jesus in our schedule. It is not something we're asking, maybe you can do. That's a must. We must fit Jesus Christ on our schedule. Making sure that in the morning, he's the first one we talk to. Worship him in the morning. How about you have some very nice cities about worship? Three, four o'clock in the morning, very sweet. I mean, starting to get your heart ready for the morning. Take your wife, a cup of coffee. Spend some time with your Lord before you start the day. That is very important, We tend to go, 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 go. This is America. And it's going all over the world today. It's all about go, 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 go. There is a time you have to stop. That's what I'm trying just to bring to to you right now. There is time we have to stop. Stop for what? To spend time with our Lord. Even though we're going, we are busy every day. Let's find Let's, let's, let's bring a great relationship with the Lord. Let's try to get to know our Lord. Let's start to find out his secret. And his secret, you know it, is worship. Very important in the morning. Start with worship. Start with it. And you will spend a great time with the Lord. We need to look at ourselves in Jesus. Where are we? In Jesus Christ. And do that. We need to stand before him. And find ourselves in him. You need a touch from the Lord. You need to be refreshed from the Lord. You need to be encouraged from the Lord. May God bless you. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for your word. Thank you for your sweetness, Lord. Of, uh, of your word. And, and Lord, all the answers we may have questioned question for are found in the Bible. Lord, let's, let's take some time, even though, Lord, we are going, 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 let's take some time to worship you. Let's take some time, Lord, just to, 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 just to get to know you, just to really build the relationship, the relationship with you. We trust you, Lord. Thank you for your word. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.